0: Yesterday, February 2nd, was National Women in Sports Day. This is a day put in place to observe female athletes and honor them for their accomplishments in their respective sport. As you listen to our podcast today, a podcast dedicated to expanding coverage, bringing notoriety, as well as thanks to our women's basketball teams here in the Summit League, please take a moment to keep this in mind, think about this day, and think about the women who came before you and those who will come after. Now, please enjoy episode four of Reaching the Summit Women's Basketball Podcast. Reaching the Summit Women's Basketball Podcast is brought to you by three basketball loving humans who express their lack of athletic ability through extreme Summit League fandom. This podcast is hosted by Jordan Decker, Scott Holland, and Madison Van Wallen.
1: We got probably the coolest intro music of any sports podcast. Thanks, Madison.
0: I I was going to say, who's your editor?
1: We are on episode four. Yep, the Goblet of Fire, A New Hope, Reaching the Summit podcast episode four, among still, the all-time. Don't say a sponsor though. We need a sponsor. Um,
0: sponsor? We don't need Why? one. I'm not
1: begging, but we just want to give the people what they want, and that's gift cards to your local business. So. Um, We got a full show tonight, no interviews this week, Um, but so you get to hear Scott, Madison, and myself, JD605, um, talk Summit Hoops, what happened last weekend, what stood out to us, what's coming up this weekend, and then uh, just some topics that we thought you guys would like to hear about um, uh, the Summit League tournament and maybe some at-large bids for the Women's League. What is so funny?
0: Scott turned the camera to his cat and he wasn't paying attention. He's just like sitting on the couch. <laughs> like he literally just, like, oh God. This
2: Moose making his podcast debut. Uh,
1: John Morant was going in for a bu- I'm sorry. Can you show the cat again? Yeah. That cat needs a Reaching the Summit podcast cat sweatshirt right there. He does not, cats no. do
0: not
2: like clothes, we've learned. <laughs> they, they do not to like they do not like to wear people clothes.
0: Okay, this
1: thing? is this is staying in the podcast. So we're not editing this out.
0: Oh, absolutely. This is what oh. you guys get when we don't have a guest. We are This is what you get. We are feeling good and we're feeling weird. Okay, uh clothes on cats. I got Sadie a Sadie's my dog, by the way. For the for you listeners, she is a Britney Spaniel. She's a bird dog. She's about seven. I got her. A Clemson jersey because I I was feeling adultish and I was gonna make a Christmas card. I didn't. Like probably a lot of you who are also like, send me your addresses, and then you never sent the card. I did the same thing, but I got her a Clemson jersey. And when I got back from Christmas break, I put it on her. And she honestly, it didn't bother her that much, but when I went to take it off, it was the cutest thing. She knew like how to take it off. And it's probably from like wearing a harness when I take her out to go to the bathroom. But I like tugged on the jersey, she picked up her left like arm foot whatever and like took it out and she put it on the ground and then she picked up her right one and then she like like squatted like nestled into her neck so that i could pull her head out of it it was so cute
1: i love cats all right but you guys we'll ready for the spot. you guys ready for this first segment sure yeah okay this first segment we we're going to recap last thursday and saturday's games is brought to you by puns are playing no old knock knock jokes not funny anymore is the classic, why did the chicken cross the road, not getting laughs like it used to? If so, try puns. Puns come in all types such as, what do you call an alligator in a vest? An investigator. Or if a friend starts telling bad jokes, bird jokes, remind him, can play that game side effects may include groaning your friends getting annoyed wanting to make more puns making puns in random conversation forgetting other kinds of jokes existed and people judging you if you are in need of a new kind of joke try puns they may be cheesy but the results are great what stood out to you guys last weekend
2: uh you know nor- the the two north dakota schools not quite ready for prime time yet were my, was my big takeaway from last week uh, chance for both UND and NDSU to make big statements, taking on uh, South Dakota, South Dakota State, and the Jackson Yotes just do what they do whenever there's a potential challenger. And that's, they just kind of swat them away and bring them back down to earth. So that was kind of my big takeaway was, that was my measuring stick week for, for both North Dakota school uh, North Dakota schools, taking on the the two, to he- the uh, two league he- heavyweights.
0: I will, I have a different thing that stuck out to me, but I want to go off of that for just a second. Um, I, as an SDSU person, admittedly, I do not turn on USD games to watch USD games. However, I wanted to see what North Dakota was going to do last weekend. So I did turn it on and I watched the whole thing. And honestly, it was a lot of fun to watch. And I would argue, to an extent, there was a point in that game where there just wasn't really much more that UND could do. I felt like they were playing well for the most part. There's obviously some turnovers here and there. And maybe if they had had it figured out in the first quarter, honestly, um, because there was times in that first quarter where it was clear that USD was trying to press and make them play fast. And that's why they were making mistakes is because they weren't necessarily ready to play fast in that moment. But once they figured it out, I feel like it was really good. And I felt like they were, like, I don't want to say evenly matched, but I felt like UND played up to USD's level. Um, for most of the game and they just just couldn't quite get it done I think USD's just I mean they're USD we know that um, but yeah I felt like it was I felt like they did almost as much as they could.
2: If I'm taking a second takeaway uh, Kansas City very impressive mm-hmm. 2-0 last week they've got a big three-game week uh, this week if we want to tie Monday in, into it uh, beat Western Illinois at home two more games this week it's a big week for the roos to really move up the standings they've taken full advantage of it and they played some really good basketball this last week and a half
0: yeah i also wanted to point out i believe it was saturday i like to call the the three through ten in the league or the four through ten like the pile the dog pile we had two overtime games in the dog pile last Mm -hmm. week and they they were thrillers they were fun um particularly denver Beating Oral Roberts, I I was I was hoping that that was going to be a good game, because um, the last time they played it was low scoring. We actually got to talk to both Coach Cussin and Coach Woods about that game um, in previous episodes. So about the first game they played um, in early January. So I was excited to see that one, that one get a little a little spicy. And then like you had said, Scott, Kansas City um, they beat Omaha in overtime as well. So a couple of really really good games in in that pile of teams that are fighting for their spots right now.
1: Yeah. I thought you guys nailed it. Um, I was going to say Kansas city stood out a couple of really, really good performances and then UND, um, against, uh, South Dakota. I thought that the, obviously the first half, half was great, uh, with Casey Baravich and she was just on fire. And then I don't know, um, Well, I do know, but like the game plan that Dawn had, whatever she adjusted at halftime, it worked because I don't have it in front of me, but I think Casey scored minimal in the second half after that. And um, they definitely gave USD a scare, but you know, four full quarters are needed, especially against uh, the league's leading schools. But uh, yeah, besides that, you know, really glad to see Denver get another win. Um, Scott, yeah, like you said, too, it's North Dakota State not, you know, picking up a win, and they they, they weren't terribly close um, in those contests, but, you know, a big week coming up, we'll get into who they're playing here in a little bit, but definitely two opportunities to, to pick up some wins on the road.
2: I think that's for a lot of people this week. Obviously, the, the, the big game this week is South Dakota, South Dakota State, and no, one's, no one else is playing them this week. So this is your chance to really kind of move up the standings if you can have a 2-0 week this week, or maybe even fall back quite a bit if you go 0-2 this week. There's a chance to maybe gain some ground on some people in the middle of the pack.
1: One thing I'm looking at on the schedule, I think we only have two more, God willing, Two more makeup games on uh, Monday, f- on Valentine's Day. Everything else is back to Thursday through Saturday.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So God willing, uh, the St. Thomas at Kansas City, Western Oral Roberts, that's it on February 14th. And then it's back to normal, if that's what you want to call it.
2: And ORU did make it to Macomb. We had about a foot of snow the last 24 hours, but the Golden Eagles are in town. Western said, hey, we're playing basketball with ORU tomorrow. So that game will get in. So, yeah, we know postponements in Macomb tomorrow. Weather-related postponements in Macomb for tomorrow, I should say.
1: I know we spoke about this offline, but I can't believe South Dakota is missing out on this snowstorm. We got nothing. We got nothing. Um,
0: it's yet to snow down here in the Carolinas. It is going to rain. It actually started raining on my way home. So basically, when I, when I talked to the weatherman through my TV screen this morning, he said that it's going to precipitate. Whether it's rain or snow depends on the temperature. So we'll see what happens. I did have a girl, one of my students asked me, uh, we have class tomorrow morning at eight. And she was like, I'm supposed to go home this weekend for you know whatever it was, an appointment or whatever. And she's like, it might snow. And I was like, yes, you can skip class and drive home. <laughs> like just don't forget to take the quiz. But I even told her, I was like, I want to say no, cause I know that it's not going to be bad, but I understand that you're not used to it. So yes, you can go. <laughs> just want to throw a reminder out there to all of our listeners and people that follow us on Twitter every Thursday night, the folks from the men's podcast and ourselves and whoever wants to join, we run a Twitter spaces during the summit league games So all you have to do is click on the spaces. You should see it at the top of your feed. You can request to be a speaker or you can just listen. We talk about men's summit league basketball, women's summit league basketball. Sometimes we talk about other random stuff. So definitely join in and look for that every Thursday if you wanna be a part of that.
1: I used to worry about what I was breathing in, oxygen, nitrogen, carbon dioxide. And then I discovered trees. Yes, natural trees with their photosynthetic respiration, helping to produce just the right blend of breathable atmosphere that our bodies need. All natural, safe and effective. Trees may not be right for everybody. Side effects include tree houses, tire swings, fruit, shade, and woodworking. Please consult your biome before selecting a tree. Not every tree is right for every biome. Enjoy trees responsibly. All natural, safe and effective trees now with chlorophyll available at a planet near you. Do we have an audio for a moving truck for moving week this week? Do we have that? Do we have any audio for a moving truck? Anybody want to do the. mm -mm. Scott, you think it's moving week?
2: I do think it's moving week. Yeah, it's
1: also with the trees. I'm a, you
2: know, Lorax, a fine family film, children of all ages enjoy. So if you're into trees, I recommend that movie.
1: Watched it 13 times last week. Great.
2: A lot of Lorax in this house as well. Yeah, moving week. The two South Dakota schools play each other. No one else plays them. So, you know, it's a favorable schedule and a chance to really kind of maybe separate yourself to get into that middle of the pack if you're at the bottom or maybe to maybe feel like you're at the top half of that middle of the pack in that three or four spot with some big games this week.
0: Yeah, I think um, what I'm particularly looking at, and I know I've been, you guys are probably sick of me talking about Denver, but I just, I talk about them a lot because I think the potential is there. And I think that's actually for quite a few teams in the league. Um, But this playing North Dakota, and actually, as far as North Dakota goes, same thing for them. I think it's another, I think that's going to be a big game. Maybe it won't be extremely high scoring, but I think implication wise, I think that's a big game. Denver needs the win. They both need the win. I think Denver needs it a little more. Um, but after playing the South Dakota schools, a win would probably boost uh, Coach Bernhard's squad's morale as well. So I'm excited to see what happens in that game particularly.
2: Yeah, I think there's a lot of big game. I mean, like we said, it's – that middle of the pack is really a good chance to separate yourself and solidify. So I'm going to keep an eye on Kansas City. They're playing the best ball they've played all year. They've won three in a row. Now they got to go on the road. They got to go to St. Thomas in Western Illinois. It's not going to be easy. They just played the Leathernecks on Monday, so that match is, is going to be fresh on Western's mind and how they're going to attack the Ruse. And that was a really good game. Western led by six after three quarters, and uh, Kansas City opened the fourth with a 12-0 run, and it was kind of back and forth from there before the Roos hit some free throws to to put that game away. So Kansas City's got a really good chance to be in a nice spot after this week if they can pick up a couple wins and and run that win streak to five in a row.
1: And on that too, like, what you guys have been saying is with moving is UND as a couple of, and North Dakota State, like, this is a big weekend for them too. They've got an NDSU's at Omaha Thursday and then at Denver on Saturday. And then North Dakota has just flipped that at Denver Thursday at uh, Omaha Saturday. But like o- Omaha, like Madison, like what you said, Omaha and Denver, they're, they're both playing well. They're, get, they're making progress, I should say. Um, and they're showing signs that, you know, if you're not ready to play when you come into our gym, we'll beat you.
0: Are you talking about Omaha or UND? Because you said Omaha. I do think it honestly applies to Omaha as well.
1: But, oh, I meant like both. So like North, both North Dakota schools go Their their road trip is at Omaha and Denver.
0: I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. sorry.
1: Yeah. I would just flip that and just be like, yeah, the North Dakota schools have a, a good road test, a, winnable games, but also you could consider them a trap game too, if you're not ready to play. Yeah. The other thing about
2: Omaha is just because of their success at the end of the year, at the end of the year, last year, they're not going to panic or freak out about where they are in the standings right now no. because they know that when they're on and they're playing good basketball, they can compete with the best teams in this league. And a lot of those players were there last March. So this is a team that I don't think is going to feel like, Hey, we need to press. We need to get this. They're still going to be calm and they're still going to play their game. It's just a case of, can they get the sh- the shots to fall and get enough stops to get a win? Because this is a big week for them as well, as you guys were saying.
0: I'm self-diagnosing a- something called trauma. <laughs> that is trauma from Omaha. If you are an SDSU fan. So I, I, I have self-diagnosed Tromaha. Huh?
1: I'm a fan of Tromaha as a USD um, alumni. Yeah,
0: I'm sure you are.
1: Yeah. I'm sure you are. I'm sure I am. All right, so for the fans, tonight, uh, Thursday, we've got Oral Roberts at Western, North Dakota State at Omaha, Kansas City at St. Thomas, North Dakota at Denver. Um, that's the slate for Thursday, Saturday, um north dakota at omaha at noon oil roberts at st thomas at one kansas city at western at two north dakota state at denver at two and then a game probably no one's going to be watching usd at um, sdsu at two o'clock
0: they're probably not even going to have fans
1: it says midco sports but i mean who's going to watch that game? I
0: mean, I just, yeah, I think people have better things to do that day. So
1: we want to chat about that game. What we uh, want to, what we're expecting, what uh, you know, what the implications are for each team, if they were to win or lose, um, I, I think to kind of segue into, into the implications.
0: I think we should let Scott go first because you and I both have, um, yeah. have a stake Jordan. <laughs> so I think we need our unbiased, like if I need to free my head of the bias while Scott speaks and then I will be ready to share.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I start the moving it, truck, Scott, it's your, it's your
0: target.
2: <laughs> I don't know who this game is bigger than, I think it's probably bigger for SDSU just because they need to feel confident. They need to feel good about themselves against USD because it seems like the Yotes have had their number. Um, USD has played with some fire in the first half against North Dakota, as we talked about earlier. They were trailing Western at half a few weeks ago. So I'm, no, I'm sure USD is looking for a four quarter per- performance. And that's what it's going to take against your big rival and what really is the signature game in the league between the league's two best teams.
1: Now, so you want I'll turn history? it over
2: to you guys and let you uh, fight for the next 10 minutes. And I'm just going to go get a snack or something.
0: Okay. <laughs> Um, I mean, we're not going to fight. I don't have the energy right now. Um, (laughs) I, it's so hard to talk about this without like, I mean, it's the biggest game of the year. Um, A year ago, actually on Saturday, a year ago Saturday was when we, we uh, SDSU hosted them um, with like, we did the Friday, Saturday thing. So a year ago Saturday, I was enjoying my last year as a graduate student. And I turned up before this game um, so it's weird to be in a different spot now. I think that, do you think that's funny, Jordan?
1: I do. I don't oh. remember where I was for this game last year.
0: I remember where I was because someone told me I was there.
1: <laughs>
0: um, okay. Let's be serious.
1: Okay, sir. What, what is,
0: what is the, is there a question that I should be answering or are we just discussing?
1: Oh, you just discussing, just discussing. You, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, As far as implications, here's what I'll say to start that conversation. I honestly don't think that the Jacks have a chance at an at-large unless they beat the U on Saturday. Even then, unlikely. Um, Just the way it fell this year, not enough. I do think it's one of, I think you mentioned earlier, Scott literally went to get a snack, y'all. He literally got up. At least put your camera on the cat. Can you at least
1: put your camera?
0: (laughs) Um, I think that as far as like the non-con, I think they played one of the toughest non-cons they've played. Um, it just didn't, you know. And I'm not going to be like, oh, injuries this and injuries that. Yes, we had them. I think it's next man up to an extent, and I think that we're still within that extent. So I. I'm not going to blame it on anything like that, but it just, I think sometimes it's not your year. And unfortunately in the non-con this way, this year, that's the way it went. I will say we were having a discussion earlier about quad one, quad two, RPI net, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's, what was the thing about like how many quad we decided it wasn't yeah. a quad one win against UCLA because. So,
1: yeah. So, so Madison, according to WarrenNolan.com, this is where I get the, uh, all this info and stuff um is that it has state uh, quad one wins at 0 and 7 and then quad two wins at one and one and if i'm reading the quad one or quad rules correctly it would take the ucla win at, or yeah the ucla win as ucla sits right now which is 112th, i think i said um, okay
0: so here's yeah in the rpi in the next. it
1: doesn't is, make sense i'll argue that with you is like why wouldn't that reward you for what they were at the time
0: yes this and is wrong like,
1: too but they are like super stat oriented so i'm not yes. going to doubt them so
0: from what we're looking at if just a recap if you're not understanding from what we're looking at um in order to get a quad one win it's the top 50 right they have to be in the top 50 for a neutral site they have to be in the top 50 um, of the net rankings. So right now, UCLA is like 112th or 119th. So at the end of the season, they don't give us, they don't give SDSU that quad one win because UCLA is at that point 112th or 119th. But that still
1: doesn't win. make sense because did you guys play them on a neutral floor?
0: Yes. So they so would the, be
1: technically quad three, according to. C- okay
0: learning. So the point I'm going to make here is that that's dumb. And here's why. This is the only point where I'm going to complain about SDSU not getting an at-large bid. I understand they probably should have beat more teams. We probably should have beat K-State. I Honestly, I was at that game. I do think they should have beat K-State. I do. Um, Would have been nice to, they did lose to Missouri State, right? I think they did. Would have been nice to beat Missouri State. Um, Would have been nice to beat Iowa State, but that game was just, that was not it for us this year we still beat ucla when they were ranked 19 they were in the top 20 of the ap so you're going to tell me that just because they're god knows whatever in the net now it doesn't matter like how good they were when we played them then and beat them by 10 i think that's dumb even with that win i think it's still it's still risky to not have more wins than that more bigger wins i guess or more big wins um So I'm not saying that that's the end-all be-all, but I think that if that would count, that would help their case. Um, But anyway, to to go back to how I started this, the only way there's a chance that they get an at-large if they lose in the Summit League tournament or Summit League championship is if they beat the U on Saturday. And even then, it's a prayer.
1: Yeah, I would – so just for the game on Saturday – obviously State's been playing really well, so has USD, but I I like how consistent SDSU is um, in their scoring. There's a great group of core scoring, and I think just I've I've watched a little bit of their games um, just as a Yote alum, you know, trying to watch as much as I can of other teams too, and, uh, you know, Maya sellen has been playing better, and that, that seems to be like that missing piece almost to get back to, even keel with usd i guess um and obviously usd lost both games last year up there um but i think i think it's going to be a good game a better game than the first time around but i'm not going to predict a winner i don't i don't want to do that in this game i think you know you know talking about the implications of it and so i'll go into that uh you know as madison was saying right now this is February 2nd. So through those games, the net rankings has USD 37 and SDSU as 39 and RPI, USD 50, SDSU 54. And what we were talking about earlier offline is that the thing that's going to hurt SDSU for that at-large right now is their quad one, their 0 and 7, and then quad two is 1 and 1. So if you combine that, USD is 5 and 3 and SDSU is 1 and 8. I think I'm going to try to be reasonable and there's obviously going to be disagreement, but I think that the only way SDSU, um, I don't think they have a shot at an at-large. I truly don't. I think if they beat USD this weekend um, and then they win out the rest of the year, obviously there's there's moving pieces with other teams in the NCAA, but I don't think the resume is going to hold up. And it's unfortunate because They like Aaron Johnston was saying in the Matt Zimmer article, like they are an NCAA caliber team. Like I think that they, I think the Summit League right now is should be continuously a two bid league. They've consistently proved it, but unfortunately, they, they for some reason will look at the the resume still and be like that non conference at the beginning of the year. If you just would have had one or two more wins, that would have helped your case. Um, I, I I feel like.
0: Oh, sorry. sorry. I feel like there's teams. Granted, these are bigger teams, um, power five teams. And yes, I am going to complain that, you know, it's like power fives are the, you know, the, the ugly stepsisters and worse are Cinderella. I hate that. I'm so sick of it. I, I feel know. like that, that we, we as a league, I feel like we have proved ourselves more than once. Um, anyway, that's a rant for another time. I think there's going to be other schools who literally, for example, I was talking to Joe about this the other day. I watched um, an Ivy League game, Princeton. I don't remember who they played. I don't remember who they played. But anyway, Princeton was playing. Do I think Princeton is a decent team? Yes. Sure. Who have they played all year? Because in bracketology, they're in right now, as an at large. Who have they played all year that is tougher than who SDSU has played? Well, Did they play the number eight In that no.
1: article, I think I read like, Aaron was saying something like they, that's SDSU's non-conference was ranked like fifth or sixth in the country and USDs was, you know, top, I think top five as well. Like these so teams yeah, out of the you, quote unquote, little summit league are scheduling some of the toughest,
0: ask schools. And if you don't like, I'm sorry for cursing. I'm mad right now. I'm heated. If you don't win those games, I don't care because you have the sixth, sixth, that's after five, between five and seven, sixth toughest non-conference schedule in the country and you're telling me that that's what would you say and competing and you compete yeah you don't have to win all those games but you're telling me that that's not good enough but Princeton can play all the Ivies and I don't know whoever the heck else a CAA team and get in like no thank you
1: I'll gladly you know if I'm wrong at the end of the year about the at-large obviously I'll gladly you know take a hit or whatever but like I just see these numbers and the teams that are ahead of them and like in Charlie's bracketology. And I just, I don't see how an SDSU gets in at large this year. And it's unfortunate USD has a legit case. If they, if they lose on Saturday and then win out, win the tournament, if they lose another one in there, then, Mm -hmm. then no.
0: I also want to, I want to clarify, if you happen to be an Ivy league fan listening, I don't hate Princeton. They are a good team. I just don't think like, I would like you to sit down and justify to me how their schedule was tougher than SDSU's. That's all I'm saying.
1: You guys want me to Madison, you might like this. If uh, about jinxing something, Um, you ready for this. So I'm going to give you guys a stat because we have only a couple minutes to go. So here's a little stat to, to end, to wrap up here um there has only been one time in summit slash midcon history that a team has gone 18 and 0 according to the summit website and that was in 1993-1994 season um uh northern illinois went 18 and 0 finished 24 and 6 and they lost to green bay in the uh the midcontinent championship game interesting and then obviously USD had a couple of them, 14-0 in, in 18, 16-0 and 20, and then State had one in 14-0 in 21. So that's uh, that's JD's neato stat of the night. All right, we're at the part of like, pardon the interruption, where it's under a minute to go, and it's like one big thing. Any, uh, any one big things? A lot of good games that's this awesome
2: weekend. UCLA is Charlie Cream's first team out in his latest bracketology, so there you go.
1: You have got to be kidding me. I I can't, I can't at Charlie cream anymore because people probably get annoyed. And that's why they mute me and, and whatever on Twitter. I'm a good follow, but I've, I've added, I've tweeted at him so many times about just like, are you, yes, I know how bracketology works and yes, you are being unfair to the summit leader. Come on. All right.
0: That's what I have to say about that. I don't know if you guys could hear that, but that's what I have to say about that.
1: All right, we'll talk to everybody next week.